Daniel chapter 9 is one of the most important chapters in the Bible. It contains a powerful prayer, followed by a comprehensive prophecy from the time of Daniel through the end of the age. There are many reasons to study Bible prophecy. However, at the end of it all, the predictive Word of God should always drive us to our knees. This is what happened to Daniel. As God gave him glimpses into the future, Daniel became overwhelmed with emotion and fell to his knees in national confession and repentance. Daniel's prayer was focused on the will of God, fervent and frequent. Prayer was so much a part of his life that when a crisis came, Daniel knew exactly what to do. I'm Ron Jones, and this is Something Good. Hello and welcome to Something Good with Dr. Ron Jones, lead pastor at Atlantic Shores Baptist Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. I'm Brian Davis and whether you're listening on radio, on your mobile device or online at our new and improved website, somethinggoodradio.org, thanks so much for stopping by. Well, believe it or not, prayer and prophecy are inextricably linked. Today, Ron takes us to the book of Daniel to show us why prayer and prophecy are so critical to the life of a believer in Christ and how the two go hand in hand. Stay with us now as Ron continues his series, Mysteries of Babylon, how the prophecies of Daniel prepare us for the return of Jesus Christ. Or visit somethinggoodradio.org to listen to the broadcast and even stream video messages on demand on your schedule. That's somethinggoodradio.org. Now, if you have your Bible, turn to Daniel chapter 9. And let's join Ron for today's Something Good Radio message, The Power of Prayer and Prophecy. We're in Daniel chapter 9, and I'd like to do something a little bit different this morning. I want to read the entire text this morning, all 19 verses we're going to look at. But you know, the Apostle Paul said to Timothy, give attention to the public reading of Scripture. I never forget that as a pastor, that sometimes uh, there's nothing more powerful than just the public reading of Scripture. I'd like for us to stand in honor of the reading of God's Word. Hope you have your Bible with you this morning. And if you don't, the words will be on the screen, but you follow along as I read. Daniel 9, beginning in verse 1. In the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, by descent a Mede, who was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, perceived in the books the number of years that according to the word of the Lord to Jeremiah the prophet must pass before the end of the desolations of Jerusalem, namely, 70 years. Then I turned my face to the Lord God, seeking Him by prayer and pleas for mercy with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. I prayed to the Lord my God and made confession, saying, O Lord, the great and awesome God, who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love Him and keep His commandments, we have sinned and done wrong and acted wickedly and rebelled, turning aside from Your commandments and rules. We have not listened to your servants, the prophets, who spoke in your name to our kings, our princes, 
and our fathers and to all the people of the land. To you, O Lord, belongs righteousness, but to us open shame. As at this day, to the men of Judah, to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and to all Israel, to those who are near and to those who are far away in all the lands to which you have driven them, because of the treachery that they have committed against you. To us, O Lord, belongs open shame to our kings, to our princes, and to our fathers, because we have sinned against you. To the Lord our God belong mercy and forgiveness, for we have rebelled against Him and have not obeyed the voice of the Lord our God by walking in His laws, which He set before us by His servants and the prophets. All Israel has transgressed your law and turned aside, refusing to obey your voice. And the curse and oath that are written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, have been poured out upon us because we have sinned against Him. He has confirmed His words which He spoke against us and against our rulers who ruled us by bringing upon us a great calamity. For under the whole heaven there has not been done anything like what has been done against Jerusalem. As it is written in the law of Moses, all this calamity has come upon us, yet we have not entreated the favor of the Lord our God, turning from our iniquities and gaining insight by your truth." Therefore, the Lord has kept ready the calamity and has brought it upon us, for the Lord our God is righteous in all the works that He has done, and we have not obeyed His voice. And now, O Lord our God, who brought Your people out of the land of Egypt with a mighty hand and have made a name for Yourself, as at this day we have sinned, we have done wickedly. O Lord, according to all your righteous acts, let your anger and your wrath turn away from your city, Jerusalem, your holy hill, because for our sins and for the iniquities of our fathers, Jerusalem and your people have become a byword among all who are around us. Now, therefore, O our God, listen to the prayer of your servant and to his pleas for mercy. And for your own sake, O Lord, make your face to shine upon your sanctuary, which is desolate. O oh my God, incline your ear and hear. Open your eyes and see our desolations and the city that is called by your name. For we do not present our pleas before you because of our righteousness, but because of your great mercy. O oh Lord, hear. O oh Lord, forgive. O oh Lord, pay attention and act. Delay not for your own sake, O oh my God, because your city and your people are called by your name. And all of God's people said, Amen. You may be seated. Earlier this week, I received a uh, comment and an email from one of our radio listeners. It was a gentleman who had some questions about prayer. He says, Pastor, I've been listening to one of your uh, messages on prayer. And I was all excited to begin listening to it, and then partway through, I, I became disappointed because like a lot of other pastors out there talking about prayer, all you told me was how not to pray. And he says, I'm really having a hard time with prayer. I begin, oh, God Almighty in heaven, and then I don't know where to go from there. He says, can you tell me the exact words I need to pray when I pray? <laughs> you, ever, you ever felt like that? just an honest question, and we had a good exchange back and forth by email. We talked about the Lord's Prayer. 
I said, you know, Jesus gave the Lord's Prayer, and it really wasn't meant to be like, you know, the exact words you say. It was more of a model prayer, and we talked a little bit about that. I, I said, you know, I think the, 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 the heart of prayer is a conversation with God. And, and neither Jesus nor I nor anybody else wants to put the exact words in your mouth in terms of the conversation you ought to have with God any more than I would tell you, you know, if you're going to have a conversation with your wife, here are the exact words you need to say, you know. And so we went back and forth and had a good exchange there. But prayer is mysterious for a lot of people, isn't it? We, we, we complicate it sometimes. Um, I love Daniel chapter 9 because it is one of the great prayers of the Bible, worthy of doing what we just did, which is to publicly read it. I hope you, you sensed some of the passion, some of the fervency in Daniel's prayer. We're in a study of the book of Daniel, chapters 7 through 12, Mysteries of Babylon, and we're looking at the prophecies and the visions that Daniel received from God, prophecies and visions that you know, laid out the panorama of God's plan from the time of Daniel, some 600 years before the birth of Jesus Christ, all the way to the end of the age and to the second coming of Jesus Christ. Uh, the book of Daniel in the Old Testament is, is by and large the most uh, fascinating book and the book that gives us uh, the most insight into Bible prophecy. But here in Daniel chapter 9, we have a prayer followed by probably the most important prophecy in Scripture, at least the most comprehensive prophecy. I titled this morning's message, The Power of Prayer and Prophecy, because prayer and prophecy go hand in hand. Prophecy and prayer go hand in hand. And in Daniel chapter 9, uh, we have a, a powerful prayer in verses 1 to 19, followed by a comprehensive prophecy, uh, the prophecy of all prophecies, the prophecy you have to understand. I'm talking about verses 20 through 27 and specifically 24 to 27, the prophecy you must understand to unlock all of Bible prophecy from now even to the end of the age. We'll get to the prophecy next week. But notice the balance in the chapter here. Nineteen verses of prayer followed by three or four, maybe five or six verses of prophecy. Prophecy is, a, is, is an important subject to study in the Bible. Uh, some people say, you know, why study Bible prophecy? Is it to inform us? Is it to fascinate us? It does both, right? But here's what I would say. Write this down. Bible prophecy should always put us on our knees and lead us to repentance. Let me say that again. Bible prophecy should always put us on our knees in prayer before God and lead us to repentance. This is what we have in Daniel's prayer. This is, friends, one of the great prayers of the Bible. I have a book in my library called All the Prayers of the Bible. And this author uh, went through all the Bible from Genesis to Revelation and, 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 and you know, drew, drew out all the prayers and made comments on them. This, this one, I would say, almost tops the list. Daniel's prayer, just prior to the most significant and comprehensive prophecy found in all of Scripture, certainly the one that unlocks 
all other prophecy in our understanding of it. Again, we'll get to the prophecy next week. This week, though, let's talk about prayer. What are some things that we can learn about prayer from Daniel's prayer? I'm going to have to summarize some things because 19 verses is a lot of ground to cover. But keep in mind the verses that we just read, not only the actual words, but also the, just the sense and the feeling and the emotion and the intensity of Daniel's praying. Still ahead, the second half of Dr. Ron Jones' Something Good radio message, The Power of Prayer and Prophecy. Need prayer today? Visit somethinggoodradio.org to share your request, and our ministry team will be happy to join you in prayer. Use the Explore option at the top of the homepage, then scroll down to How Can We Pray For You? Also, visit the new Something Good digital library to search for biblical answers by topic, keyword, or scripture. Stream video and audio and download sermon notes, all from the Bible teaching ministry of Dr. Ron Jones. Again, that web address is somethinggoodradio.org. Do you want to know the secret to a successful prayer life? Find out next in the rest of today's Something Good Radio message, The Power of Prayer and Prophecy. Once again, here's Dr. Ron Jones. First thing I notice is the prayer, and I'm gonna give you three key words this morning. Three key words, each of them start with the letter F, so it's gonna be real memorable, all right? When you walk out the door and somebody says, what did the pastor preach on this morning? You can remember these three words. First word is focused. Prayer must be focused on the will of God. This is one of the secrets of prayer. Now look with me again in verses one and two. It says, in the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, by descent of Mede, who was, making, who was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, perceived in the books the number of years that according to the word of the Lord to Jeremiah the prophet must pass before the end of the desolations of Jerusalem, namely 70 years. Now, Daniel gives us the historical context here. You can take Daniel chapter 5, which is the story of King Belshazzar's wild party and the handwriting on the wall, remember that story? You can take that and chronologically place it right between chapters 8 and 9 of Daniel. Because Daniel chapter 9 happened in the first year of Darius the Mede. Remember, the Medes and the Persians overtook the Babylonians. Belshazzar is out. Darius the Mede is in. And in the first year, Daniel says... I learned some things. Actually, he picked up the scroll of Jeremiah. Jeremiah was one of the contemporary prophets, and he wrote extensively about uh, this time of uh, captivity where the Jews were in Babylonian captivity for, for 70 years. By the way, if you read in the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah wrote his book, this prophet of God, and then the, the writing got destroyed. And then the Lord told him to go and rewrite it. And so Jeremiah spent a lot of his time writing the book of Jeremiah. And Jeremiah was later taken into captivity by some of the Jewish people and led off to Egypt. But the scroll that he wrote somehow ended up in Daniel's hands. And Daniel says, I perceived in the books the number of years that according to the word of the Lord to Jeremiah the prophet must take place. Jeremiah the prophet had said that the word of the Lord is that the people of Israel will be in captivity 
for 70 years. Now, chronologically, Daniel chapter 9 happens in about um, 583, I'm sorry, 538 B.C. And if you date that from the time of the captivity in 605 B.C. to 530, you get about 67 years they've already been in captivity. If Daniel and his three friends came from Jerusalem to Babylon when they were youths, maybe teenagers, Daniel is probably in his 80s by now. And they've been in captivity for 67 years. He picks up the scroll of Jeremiah. And, and where did he read? Where did he read about these 70 years? Well, we can speculate that maybe he read Jeremiah chapter 29, verses 10 and 11. Listen to this. For thus says the Lord, when 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will visit you, and I will fulfill to you my promise and bring you back to this place. Now, here's the verse we're all familiar with. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil to give you a future and a hope. <laughs> uh, how many of you have taken Jeremiah 29 and 11 and you put it on a bumper sticker or you put it on your, you know, the, your bathroom mirror or you've memorized that one? For I know the plans that I have for you, plans for good and not for evil to give you a future and a hope. You understand where that promise came from in its context. Jeremiah was writing to the people of Israel who'd been in captivity for decades, and they're wondering, oh, is this ever going to end? Are my troubles and my captivity, am I ever going to come out of this? And he reminds them, the Lord said 70 years. See, the Lord sent the people of Israel into captivity to chastise them. They had broken covenant with God. He had warned them ahead of time, if you don't keep covenant with me, I'm going to have to chastise you like a father chastises his children. He sends them off to time out, we might say, for 70 years in captivity, not a day longer, not a day shorter. Daniel picks up the Word of God, the scroll of Jeremiah, and he reads about this. He remembers this, and this is what informs and inspires his prayer. Daniel begins to pray, listen to this, that God will do exactly what he said he was going to do and release the Israelites from captivity in year 70. Here's, here's the idea. It is that prayer, prayer must be informed by the Word of God and prayer must align to the will of God. That's the secret to prayer. You know, a lot of people think that prayer is, you know, bringing their wish list to God, like he's some cosmic Santa Claus or, or cosmic vending machine. You know, if I just bring my wishes to him. Uh, we were singing even at the 8 o'clock service, an old hymn called Sweet Hour of Prayer. Listen to this. Sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer that calls me from a world of care and bids me at my Father's throne. Make all my wants and wishes known. Sorry, hymn writer. <laughs> Not make all my wants and wishes known. No. Make all his wants and wishes known. That's where we miss it with prayer. The reason a lot of us are frustrated with prayer and never get our prayers answered is because we're coming to God making all my wants and wishes known. When prayer is about aligning to His wants and wishes, Jesus said, pray this way, 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. So prayer, even Daniel's prayer, was focused on the will of God, the will of God that he read about in the Word of God. I, people come up to me all the time and say, Pastor, how, how do I know the will of God? Well, write it down. Daniel understood the will of God because he read the Word of God. How simple is that? He read the scroll of Jeremiah, and he learned that God was going to release the captives after 70 years. Here he is in year 67, and he begins this impassioned plea to the God of heaven and earth to essentially do what you said you were going to do. Again, this is the secret of prayer, friends. You see, prayer is not me trying to bend God to my will. It's not bringing my wants and my wishes to heaven. It's, 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 it's a process and it's a conversation to where I bend my will and my understanding to His will. And this is why 1 John chapter 5 and verses 14 and 15 says, if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. Of course He does. The secret to prayer is this. It must be informed by the Word of God and aligned with the will of God. You're listening to Something Good with Dr. Ron Jones. Today's message, The Power of Prayer and Prophecy, is part of Ron's series, Mysteries of Babylon, How the Prophecies of Daniel Prepare Us for the Return of Jesus Christ. You'll find the complete series in the Something Good digital library, along with all of Ron's Bible teaching at somethinggoodradio.org. That's Mysteries of Babylon, a teaching series from Ron Jones that explores end times prophecy as recorded in the book of Daniel. Have you ever wanted to visit the land of the Bible and walk in the footsteps of Jesus? Join Dr. Ron and Catherine Jones and the Something Good Radio team for a thrilling Israel tour happening in January 2022. Experience a boat ride on the Sea of Galilee. Walk down the Via Dolorosa. Visit Gethsemane where Jesus prayed and Calvary where he shed his blood for you. Step inside the empty tomb and see for yourself that your Savior is risen indeed. Is the Holy Land on your bucket list? Experience Israel 2022. Register at somethinggoodradio.org. That's somethinggoodradio.org. All of us here at Something Good Radio hope you can join us on our upcoming trip to the Holy Land. Visit somethinggoodradio.org and click on Travel at the top of the homepage to find more information or to reserve your spot today. Something Good Radio exists only through the prayer and financial support from friends and listeners like you. That's how Ron stays on the air all year round, sharing the good news of the gospel in a world in which bad news is all too common. When you give a gift this month, Ron will say thank you by giving you the audio download of the teaching series you're hearing now, Mysteries of Babylon, how the prophecies of Daniel prepare us for the return of Jesus Christ. That's Mystery of Babylon. Request your download of all seven messages in the series today when you make a gift to Something Good Radio. 
Give online at somethinggoodradio.org or mail your gift to P.O. Box 6245, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23456. You can also call our offices at 757-276-1099. And and here's what happens when you practice that spiritual discipline of prayer. You, You train the reflux of your spirit and your soul in a Godward direction so that when the crisis does come, you know exactly where to go. Some, some of us haven't done that. And we're running over here to get answers from here and running over here to get answers from here, from uh, friends that may or may not know the Lord, uh, uh, from unwise counsel, from the horoscope, from this or that. Oh, yeah, I guess since, since everything else didn't work, now I'll pray. Ah, that's not what Daniel does. Da- Daniel, Daniel practiced frequent prayer. Three times a day, this is what the guy did. That's tomorrow in part two of Dr. Ron Jones' message, The Power of Prayer and Prophecy. Join us then for Something Good. For Ron and all of us here at Something Good Radio, I'm Brian Davis saying God bless and thanks for listening.